0: Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren.
1: Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only. And do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself.
0: Joshua B. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. On this edition of the show, my experiences with real voodoo dolls. Now listen, I'm not proud Of what I'm going to tell you in a minute, but I thought about it a long time and I decided to tell you because it's true. This is something I have rarely brought up in my lifetime because I used to be very afraid that it might inspire people to go do bad things. But I eventually reached the point in my life where I now believe that at the end of the day, I just have to trust my audience. I mean, anything powerful can be used for good or bad purposes. The classic example is fire. You can cook a nice meal or you can burn down the forest. So, I mean, it's up to responsible Use And even though voodoo dolls are famous for people using them for bad or hurtful purposes, they don't have to be used that way. You can do lots of good things with them as well. So I'm going to tell you about those good things. But first, I'm going to tell you about something bad that I did with a voodoo doll. And that's how I learned that they really work. Before we get into that, uh, also, now that the autumn has kicked off, I would like to give my opinion on what many consider the top 10 strangest stories of summer 2021. A lot of interesting stuff to dig into there. And I also want to f- follow up a little bit. My last podcast, uh, episode 48, was about Ghost of the White House. And I was telling you just how overwhelming and vast that topic is. So there's so many stories I wanted to tell you that I, I just didn't have the time to tell you. But afterward, I thought, you know what? I got to go back and at least tell them a couple more. Just, just a couple quick tidbits. When it comes to the way that Abraham Lincoln and his wife, Mary Todd, were affected by the death of their 11-year-old son, Willie, while Lincoln was president there. Willie died of typhoid fever when he was 11 years old there. Uh, when it, to, to illustrate for you how deeply affected they were by this, they actually, uh, Abraham Lincoln and his wife, actually dug their son's dead body up on two occasions just so they could stand there and look at him one last time. I mean, that shows you this, I mean, incredible, morbid connection, you know, that, that especially Mary Todd had with with bringing that spirit back, bringing bringing their son back. It's it's a terrible thing, uh, but that's pretty extreme. The, the other thing I wanted to mention is that they say the area around what we now call the Rose Garden is haunted by the ghost of Dolly Madison. Of course, she was the first lady, James Madison's wife. And um, there's this great story. It comes from the book Haunted White House. Um, actually, this has been re- retold many, many times. But it says here that uh, Ellen Wilson was the wife of President Woodrow Wilson. And in 1913, uh, she decided that she wanted to have some workmen completely uh, relocate the Rose Garden. And so she got a couple of these workmen and provided them with shovels and hose and buckets and told them, go start moving that thing. And these two guys went out to the Rose Garden and they came back to her a short while later. Their faces were pale and they looked absolutely shocked. And they said, you're not going to believe this. But when we started to break ground on the Rose Garden, the ghost of a woman appeared hovering there in midair and she was filled with rage and she was screaming at them and scared them out of their skin and they turned they they dropped their tools and they ran out of there as fast as possible and said you cannot pay us enough to go back there and attempt that again and that is when Edith will will, uh, will uh, actually Ellen Wilson uh realized that that was the ghost surely of Dolly Madison and to this day nobody has attempted that feat again interesting isn't it that uh For some reason, this apparition may be so attached to that physical location. Just had to share those with you. Just had to share them with you. Hope you find those as interesting as I do. Now, let's get back to real voodoo dolls. All right, when I was a teenager, I was contacted by a guy who was into paranormal stuff. he he, I don't want to get too specific about who he was, but he was years older than me, and as we became friends uh he eventually told me more and more about some of the times that he had used magic and magical rituals and these are things that i never really messed with i'd read books about magic and rituals but i never really played with it when i was young later on i started understanding how to responsibly tap into that but anyway um he had a a dark side to him for sure uh a mischievous side at very least and he started telling me about how often that he would use voodoo dolls and just how well they worked. And I couldn't believe it. They just seemed silly to me. So, but he would, he would give me these experiences he'd had. And I said, well, how do you make a voodoo doll? I said, okay, here's what you do. Yes. People go out and they buy these little dolls at gift, gift stores or uh, occult shops. And he says, you can do that. But if you really want one that's going to work well, you need to make it yourself. So you figure out who you're going to represent, okay? You pick out the, the person and you, you want to represent that person using any kind of medium. You can make a paper doll or a cloth doll or a clay doll it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter if you have any artistic ability it doesn't have to look accurate the more accurate it looks the better but you have to make this thing however you want to and this by the way this whole process has got to be kept secret you don't tell another single person on planet earth what you're up to as you do this so once you get this person represented about as well as you can, and by a doll we're talking about, you know, maybe no bigger than the size of the palm of your hand, you know, you could have one that's bigger if you want to, but yeah, you don't need anything bigger than like six to 10 inches. Once you have this doll represented, then uh you write the name of the person on it. You don't have to do that, but it seems to help make that clear connection. And then, of course, you want to have something, if you can get it, that really represents the DNA of that person. So if you can get a strand of that person's hair or a fingernail or if you can get, uh, well, say saliva, I mean, whatever. OK, use your imagination, some lipstick, whatever, whatever. And you can add that to the doll, then great. But if not, you know, those things could be hard to attain. Uh if you just have an object that person touched, that usually does just fine. Uh, especially if it happens to be signed, or you know, just something that they've come into contact with, and and you just literally kind of tape that onto the doll. Now you've got your person represented. You've spent time, you've put energy into this, and then you take out your straight pin. Now, this is what he said. Okay. And you figure out where you want this person to feel some pain and you say out loud what your intention is and why you're doing this. And then you stick that pin in there and you just sit back and see what happens. All right. So he's telling me this unbelievable story and it's because I did not believe it that I said, okay, fine. Let me try this out because it just so happened at that time. That there was a man who was living in my neighborhood that I did not like very much. And so I can say that I don't regret having negative feelings toward this guy, but I figured he would be a good target for this experiment. So I decided to make a paper rendition of him and i have some artistic ability and so i was able to you know just take an ink pen and draw a face and some physical features that looked pretty close actually i think i did an okay job and uh, i had a business card of his something that that's something that came out of his hand he gave it to me i said okay this is something he touched it's, and it has his name on it so i just sort of like folded that up and taped it into the structure of the doll And uh, then I took out the pin, the straight pin. You can use a needle, anything sharp. When we come back, I'll tell you what I did and what happened. But then I'm going to tell you how you can also, once you know this is real, do good things with it. It doesn't sound like it. I know. I'm sorry. But hey, listen, before we take this break, uh, I should be done with my travels soon, and I will finally be sending out my free e-newsletter to announce my new kit. It's only going to be available for 7 days or until I run out of supplies. And I don't have many. Uh, I think I have like a 100 and maybe 120 at the most. This is not going to be in my curiosity shop. The only way you're going to know about this kit is if you go to joshuapwarren.com there's no period after the p sign up for my free e-newsletter okay takes you two seconds you put your email address in the box hit the submit button and then i can write you an email and let you know when this thing is available and as soon as you do that you'll get a lot of free goodies from me sent to you instantly and an automatic email joshuapwarren.com that's me You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. There's more strange things coming right up.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. With BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. h E L P dot com Strangethings.
4: at purdueglobal.edu.
1: The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. With the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at Coast am.com That's coasttocoastam.com.
0: back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. If you go to Wikipedia and you just look up The term voodoo doll, it says the term voodoo doll commonly describes an effigy into which pins are inserted. Such practices are found in various forms in the magical traditions of many cultures around the world. Although the use of the term voodoo implies that the practice is linked to Haitian voodoo or Louisiana voodoo, uh it is not prominent in either. That's interesting. But one thing I can tell you, like I'm not an expert on voodoo. I have friends who are big time. But one thing I can tell you is I know a lot of people around Louisiana who use voodoo dolls. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Okay, so when I stuck the pen in my little paper voodoo doll of this guy, I just stuck it right in his heart. And I did not have a clearly defined intent. I really didn't. I just figured, okay, it's a voodoo doll. I want something bad to happen. Stick it right in the heart. Put it away. Practically forgot about it. And then I heard two days later that this guy had a massive heart attack and almost died. And I am so glad that he did not die because uh, I would wonder to this day if I had recklessly contributed somehow to the death of this guy, you know, because yeah, I didn't like him, but I I. <laughs> He didn't deserve to die, you know what I mean? So I got this voodoo doll, and, of course, I took the pin out of it. And, uh, again, I was so thankful that he didn't die. And I started doing research on, like, what do I do with this doll now? And basically to properly dispose of it. Here's what I did, okay? I know that there are people listening who are going to have vastly different opinions on this. All I did was I took my pin, I crossed his name out, and I just threw it in the garbage and I'm sure that there are proper ways of like you know burning it or throwing it in in the ocean or burying it or I don't I don't even know that much about it. That was such a a shocker for me to to see that it it, it appeared to have worked. Okay, now I can't prove to you in a laboratory or a court of law or whatever I can't prove to you that me doing that caused that could just be coincidence, right? But it scared me enough that I didn't mess with voodoo dolls again for a long time. But as time went on and I started learning more and more about magic and how it works and and all that kind of stuff, I started to realize that, okay, I do believe the voodoo dolls work. So are there things that can be done that are positive using this power because it has been popularized as this negative, creepy thing, but it doesn't have to be that way necessarily. Turns out using voodoo dolls is indeed something that can help you immensely. If you want to help yourself or others. Now, let me start by saying anytime you're using magical practices, I dissuade you. I recommend against you doing things to or for another person. That's usually a bad idea because you are not necessarily privy to all of the variables in this person's life that could affect a wise decision, okay? You don't necessarily know all the things that they may keep private or or factors that they don't even know themselves, and so you start tapping into that, it's risky business. There are, however, some big exceptions to that, if somebody really asks for help, if somebody says i 'm sick, you know pray for me, can you help me?" or uh, somebody wants some good fortune you know uh, and and you you want to send something positive so that 's a very very tricky area it 's best for me to say just don 't do things for other people, but you can use the technique that I gave you for how I created a, a little paper voodoo doll. And you do positive things. Uh, for example, one of the most useful techniques is to bind a person from something. So you can make a voodoo doll of yourself. And let's say you have a bad habit that you want to break. Well, you might be able to tie a string around one of the arms of that doll and wrap it up. And as you do that, you say, I bind you from fill in the blank. So let's say somebody's bad habit is, well, smoking. Okay. So you say, I bind you from smoking. I bind you from smoking. I bind you from smoke. And you do that every time you coil it and then you tie it to the other arm. So now you have this coil of string that represents this person not smoking and again, this could just be for yourself, you know, and you bind yourself from some some bad habit you've been trying to break. Uh, now, technically, you could do that for another person. There's no reason that you couldn't bind another person for having a, you know, a certain proclivity um, in the same way. You might even experiment with sending something positive to another person. So let's say you do have a voodoo doll of another person and that person needs some money. Well, maybe you you could take that and you could take a $20 bill or something and wrap it around the voodoo doll and send that person the energy of money. You could even experiment with sending medicine or something like that. I mean, look, the sky's the limit with this stuff. How does it work? Look, I believe that the simplest explanation is, When you go through that process of creating that doll, what you're really doing is taking your imagination and condensing it very powerfully into a physical thing that you can use as a handle to start working with. Uh, most of the things that we feel powerless against are concepts that sort of flit through our minds, or they're just sort of like subconscious impressions that are weighing on us, and and we don't take time to define them and condense them into something that we can start trying to manage, and that's what magic is all about, and this is uh, a, a, a technique that can be used for those purposes, so look, was it a good idea for me to, to give out all this information? I don't know. All I'm doing is, you know, if this is nothing new, you could get on the internet or you could, hell, you could watch a lot of movies and get about what I told you out of it. So I'm not breaking some new ground here by telling you this. I'm just telling you that in my experience, it works and that if you know it works, then you you've been warned against abusing it and doing something irresponsible with it. But you've also been empowered to take my opinion, if it's worth anything to you and do something positive with it. And I just figured what the heck I, I may as well go into it. And, uh, I, I, like I say, I trust my audience. So there you have it. Please don't email me and ask me for any more details or instructions, or I don't have any more for you, but I would like to hear about your experiences. If you have had some or, uh, Or you decide to create some, but please, please only use it for positive things. As we head into the fall of this year, 2021, it is uh, interesting how people start thinking more and more about these types of spooky and paranormal things. You know, that's, I think one of the reasons that I've done very well in my life is that, uh, Halloween is always going to roll around. You just wait long enough, and Halloween is is like Christmas time, you know, in, in my business. I am always swamped. It's incredible, Uh, but it's a fun time, and I was born on October 25th, so, you know, as one of those kids who grew up celebrating a fun time, my birthday, in the midst of the Halloween atmosphere, so I think I associated a lot of that into uh, a positive memory, not to mention growing up in The Blue Ridge Mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, beautiful time of year. The leaves are changing and uh, it's it's cooling down and it's just a fun time. But let's look back on summer of 2021, because summer of 2021 is it was another tough one. It was tough for for many, many reasons, but. And, uh, not not least of which being the, the health problems that people uh, continue to have and travel issues that that brings up. And the world's just a very complicated place right now. and uh, I don't know how long it's going to take for everybody to sort that back out again, but anyway, uh, there is a list of the ten, the top 10 strange stories of summer. That was put out by our buddy Tim Banal there, the extremely talented Tim Banal, who uh, he writes some of the great content there at CoastToCoastAM.com, CoastToCoastAM.com. He's always staying on top of these weird news stories. And so I figured, you know, what would be kind of fun is just for I don't have to take too much time, uh, but. I can go through and, and and by the way I don't I don't just want to single out Tim because everybody over there is fantastic like Lex and everything but I think he I think he threw this one together it doesn't matter. So here are the top 10 stories from summer that uh, we can dig into a little bit and I'm going to give you my opinion on each one. The issue here is that a lot of these are image based, right? and so uh this is not a tv show this is a podcast so i can't show you all these pictures i'll tell you where you can find them but at least i can give you a little bit of a description of what some of these images are you got to see it to believe it kind of thing and then um each one of these stories is going to lead into something interesting to think about and maybe something that you've experienced i'm joshua p warren And you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be back after these important messages.
1: Hang in there. Josh is coming right back on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
0: to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Technology is so good these days that almost anything can be easily faked. I mean, it's very difficult if you are in my position and you're analyzing things that people send you, it's very difficult to stake your name or your reputation to something if you did not get it yourself, <laughs> you know? So I I before I present something as saying like I think this is real, I go to a lot of links to to get in touch with the people, basically the source material, you know, the source contacts, where did this come from? And uh You must realize that when I was a kid, I really got interested in photography. And, you know, I was one of those people running around with the medium format camera taking pictures and very, you know, manually adjusting everything and then developing it. And then when I was 19 years old, I shot an entire feature film all on 16 millimeter film with an old CP 16 R camera so it, you know when when you used to just analyze things based upon film exposure then it was much easier in many ways many ways to separate fact from fiction than it is now with digital technology i mean it's just amazing uh, amazing analyzing amazing ghosts and ufo stuff and it's 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 harder than ever to a certain extent so bear that in mind now uh, I did post a list recently on my Twitter feed, which is at Joshua P Warren. You don't have to be a member of Twitter, uh, to go look at somebody's tweets. If you just go to Joshua P. Warren.com, you'll see a window there where you can scroll through my tweets and you'll find this list on the coast to coast AM website, which is called the top 10 strange stories of summer 2021. So let's just go down that list, shall we? Number 10, ghost photographed at Colorado's notoriously haunted Stanley Hotel, question mark. Did a tourist catch a genuine specter lingering in the hotel that's, that inspired The Shining? You know, the, the Stanley is uh, a really cool place to visit. And uh, sure enough, Stephen King best I recall was staying at the Stanley hotel. And this is in Estes park, Colorado. It's very, you know, up in the mountains. I mean, it's, it's high, high altitude there and uh, high elevation. And he was one of the people staying on one of the last days before they closed down for the winter. And it was very eerie because the place was so vacant. And so that's why he started thinking about this concept that, that became his novel, the shining, and they have a room there that that's, it's supposed to be the room that he stayed in. It's the Stephen King room. So I've been to the Stanley. Oh, twice, I guess. And, uh, I've taken a ghost tour there with, uh, it just, like a VIP thing where it was just me and, and an expert. And I, uh, I've sat in the bar and had many, uh, whiskeys, uh, morphing into Jack Nicholson. And here's the thing about this picture. Uh, it it just to me it it's a picture of what looks like uh, a girl in a white gown standing in the window and I see what they're saying like yes it looks like it could be I see a, the shape of a girl there but I think that it doesn't look like a real person it looks more like a cutout or something so I believe this is what we call paradoia which is the number one thing that I deal with when you analyze photos these days paradoia is the tendency for people to perceive or impose a meaningful interpretation on things that are nebulous. Uh, Wikipedia says, uh, usually visual so that one sees an object pattern or meaning where there is none. It's exactly like looking at clouds and seeing animals and clouds or the man and the moon and that kind of thing. And I deal with this a lot and people send me images all the time that I have to, uh, you know, I gotta break the bad news and be like, in my opinion, I think this is paranoia, paradoia, because the bar to exceed paradoia is very high, especially these days. And that is why I believe that, um, so much stuff is explained by paradoia. And this is one of those, in my opinion. Cool picture, but I don't think it's a ghost. Uh, all right. Next on the list we have. Oh, uh, boy, this is going to fly by, isn't it? Okay, uh, number nine, massive Mr. Peanut balloon mistaken for a UFO over Toronto suburb. Says up in the air, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Mr. Peanut. All right, well, mystery solved there. Uh, number eight, eerie face mysteriously appears behind a girl riding down a slide in Mexico. Okay. So you got a little girl going down a, down a slide in a park there. And it says, like out of a horror movie, footage appears to show a ghostly face suddenly appear behind a a girl uh, as she descends a slide. I watched the video and the face is weird, but like it's as soon as she leaves the the top of the slide, it's like a little something that kind of looks like a little white ghoulish face kind of pops in and out, but it's so fast that I can't really tell what it is. And uh, it looks more to me like it was somebody uh, kind of uh helping her get started as she was going down the slide. And it just, you know, the lighting and shadow kind of made it look weird when you saw when you glimpse their hands as they're getting her going down the slide. That's what I think that probably is. Sorry to be a Debbie Downer, but there's, a, you know, most of the stuff eh, I think is explainable. Um, number seven flying saucer filmed in Alaska. Now this one is really weird to me because honestly, um, I would have, I I probably would have suspected that this was fake except I, I must admit it, it, it apparently is real because this footage was actually released by, um, the park service there. Uh, but uh, Glacier Bay National Park and Preserve posted this footage on their page. And let's see here. Uh, it says, OK, so here's the rest of the story. While not an ET craft, this video from an early August, uh, excuse me, this video from early August is an example of the uncanny mirage phenomenon known as Fata Morgana. And if you look up Fata Morgana, it says it is a complex form of superior image visible in the narrow band right above the horizon. Okay, so just a really intense illusion. And when you look at this footage, and I'm watching it right now, I mean, this is so bizarre because you're looking at some mountains next to um next to the bay, and there is what looks like an island that's floating uh over the water, over the top of the water, but it doesn't look like a real island. It looks like some kind of a flat digital artifact that's been cut out and inserted there. And they're saying it's a saucer because the island, you know, if you can imagine an island that's sticking up out of the water that you're looking at uh, from a distance, it kind of has a bit of a uh a little bit of a saucer shape but anyway this is really 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 weird like if if you saw this this would freak you out and uh so like uh, like i say it's impressive enough that i would have thought that that was possibly something fake but nope that's real so that's cool um next we have number 6 ghost pants caught on film question mark the emperor may have no clothes but this pair of pants racing down the sidewalk, presumably has no one inside of them. I'm not going to waste time on that because I watched it and I don't, I don't remember where it was filmed, but that looks fake to me. I mean, think about it really a pair of pants just racing down a sidewalk. I mean, it's fun to watch that stuff. Uh, number five, eerie well from hell in Yemen leaves officials scratching their heads. Says the peculiar pit rivals Mel's hole with its bottomless depth. Now, if you're struggling with uh, geography a little bit, um, this hole is again, this is in Yemen. So in the Middle East, there's a chunk of land between Egypt and Iran. And that's where you have Iraq and Syria. And at the bottom of that chunk of land is Yemen. If that, if that's of interest to you. And you will find out in the desert, a big hole that looks almost like a perfect circle. And what they're saying is it's 98 feet in diameter, but its depth is actually a mystery it says they have, uh, they've dubbed this eerie chasm, the well from hell quote, we've never reached the bottom of the well. And this is from one of the uh, geological experts there. It says this is little, uh, as there is little oxygen and no ventilation, end quote. They don't know how deep it is. They're thinking it might be up to 800 feet deep. They say that it's been in the desert for millions and millions of years. And as one might imagine, some rather unsettling legends have become attached to it over that time. Due to an unpleasant odor emanating from the pit, it has come to be regarded by people living in the area as a prison for demons, especially the infamous Jim, you know, the, the genies. There are also claims that those who venture too close to the pit can wind up being pulled into it, presumably never to be seen again. Remarkably belief in the ominous nature of the chasm is so significant that many residents not only refuse to go near it, but some will not even talk about it. They're afraid of unleashing the dark forces believed to live within the pit. All right. What do you think? Well, I mean, it's hard to access that, but it'd be interesting to (laughs) drop a camera. Can we fly a drone down there? Maybe. Uh, When we come back, more of the list, and also I think I'm going to try to squeeze in here a conspiracy, something that I created that I believe is being censored. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I will be right back. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast
3: AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The Wizard of Weird will be right back.
1: Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer paranormaldate.com is great for everyone you can also tap into members that are 60 plus at paranormaldate.com slash seniors enjoy your search and have some fun at paranormaldate.com
0: Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and I recently was sent a ghost photo from a woman. She took this photo in Europe, and I said, whoa, this is interesting. I talked to her on the phone. I mean, she has a background in photography. She had all the tech details. She sounds very believable, and she had controls, and my team is looking at it right now, and we have a few more tests to run, but this is looking pretty interesting. Interesting enough that I plan to be interviewing her on this show soon and then debuting this photo for you uh, exclusively and telling you how to see this. It's pretty wild. All right, let's get back to the list here. Number four, Colombian mayor. Now we're talking about uh, Columbia, South America. Colombian mayor shares video of ghost attacking security guard. Was a sinister spirit on the prowl in the city of Armenia. Footage seemingly shows a man being violently thrown by an unseen force. Uh, this is going to surprise you. I thought this is going to be fake before I even hit the button to watch the video, but I've watched it several times and I said, you know what? <laughs> this looks like it could be real. You know, I, that it, it, it surprised me, but it could be real. Go watch that one, number four on the list. Again, you'll find this list on my Twitter feed if you scroll down there. Go to Twitter.com and then just search for Joshua P. Warren. That's scary to think you could be thrown around by something like that. You really need to see that. Uh, number three, Bigfoot filmed Crossing River in Michigan question mark this very intriguing video seems to show a bipedal creature hiding something in its arms could it be a baby sasquatch uh so anyway look i watched this video it's the the typical thing where you kind of see the brown figure kind of rushing through and um i think it's probably somebody in a bigfoot suit or I, i don't know not necessarily a bigfoot suit somebody in a suit or a costume of some kind uh, number two, weird shape shifting UFO filmed by bewildered airline passenger, a puzzling anomaly from July really captured our readers imagination as the object morphs from a circular form to an almost stick like shape. Yeah, this is pretty weird. It's just like this white object uh, of some kind. It's what it looks like uh, outside of an airplane window that's just. Shape shifting. And so, look, I can't tell whether or not this is fake. I really can't. But what I can tell you is that if it's not fake, then this is either an optical illusion or it's a shape shifting being of light of some kind, something interdimensional. Seriously, it's that weird in my opinion. And then number one here, they have an eerie, quote, alien figure filmed in India. This viral footage from June grabs the number one spot, a tall, glowing white figure with unusually long limbs wanders down a road illuminated by headlights. Just who or what was it? Well, it's very clear when I watch the footage. It's very clear. But I think it's I think it's faked uh, it, it, to me. It looks like a skinny human in a costume Possibly with some computer enhancement of some kind So of the whole list uh, the two that I definitely think you should go look at would be the flying saucer filmed in Alaska Even though that I think you know that that's just an optical illusion. That's a mirage, but it's really cool and educational but then I think, you know, this number four of this <laughs> evil, violent force throwing the security guard around is, is pretty, is pretty good. So that's what I would check out on the list. And you might often wonder as I do, you know, why are these paranormal things in these videos only glimpsed? You know, because everybody takes a like a five minute selfie on social media. And by that, I mean, like, literally, they'll just videotape themselves for like, but we only catch the alien or the Bigfoot or the ghost sometimes sort of moving out of the frame for a few seconds. And here's what I want you to understand. There is real material out there. There is real paranormal phenomena. It doesn't happen that often, but it's real, but it's buried often under the BS of the entertainment industry and people that take advantage of of hoaxes. Uh, or, or take advantage with hoaxes, you know, and you might say, well, why does somebody hoax? Well, hey, did you ever toilet paper a house when you were young? I mean, kids have computers and cameras now. They're not toilet papering houses anymore. A lot of kids are they're faking this kind of stuff. And of course, there is always the possibility when you see something legit that these may not naturally just to I mean, okay, what if this, what if this is the case? These weird things may naturally just exist for real hovering around the outskirts of our lives. And that's why we so often catch them fleeting out of the frame in the matrix. That's where they usually exist for us. They're always kind of around on the peripheries. But I think to myself, if I had not investigated all this stuff personally for 30 years, I would think that a lot of this was just a bunch of B.S., you know, just based upon what I see on the Internet. But I'm glad that you you listen to me and you trust me and you realize I'm here to help you sort through all that kind of thing. And there is also this weird phenomenon where often paranormal stuff does get censored. And I want to mention this real quick. Last year, I wrote this book called Ghost UFOs and Legends of Death Valley. The Ultimate Guide. Okay, this is from Death Valley, California. And if you go to joshuapwarren.com and click the link to my curiosity shop, you'll find this book. And the back of the book says, you know it's hot, but do you know how haunted it is? And it goes on to talk about how look, time warps, ancient mummies, interdimensional spirits. I mean, all this stuff has been reported around there. And it seems like a place which almost be, a, it might almost be like a portal, one of those areas where reality sometimes warps. I wrote this book last year, and I decided to publish it independently through my own company so that I would have no issues with editorialism or any of that stuff. And uh it turns out nobody has ever written a paranormal book before like this about ghosts and UFOs of of Death Valley. This is the first one. And I wrote it to be family-friendly. It's very well illustrated by Mr. Sam Sheeran. And I thought, uh, this thing is going to sell a gazillion copies and everybody's going to love it. But then something weird happened. I went to Death Valley and gave out all these copies and talked to the companies that have stores there and none of them will approve it. Okay, now, granted, Death Valley is a national park, so there's more paperwork involved than usual. But there are private companies there that have storefronts and they can approve it, but they won't. And then there are places there that have storefronts that are associated very directly with the federal government and they won't approve it either. Nobody will approve this book in Death Valley. Now this is a family-friendly book that has tales that anybody would love who is going there and enjoying the mystery of Death Valley. And I, yes, I could tell you names of people and companies, and but I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to stir up anything. But I, I do want you to know that I believe there is a conspiracy of some kind to not let people know about paranormal stuff happening around Death Valley, California. And in fact, getting a lot of these stories was like pulling teeth. And I'm very protective of the witnesses and the people I've interviewed. But I, if you have any insight or influence on whether or not any of these places in Death Valley, California, will actually carry this book that I wrote, I would love to hear about it. And again, go to my curiosity shop, click the link and you can actually hear me read the book as an audiobook and you can download it as an ebook or you can get a printed copy. And right now it's even on Amazon.com. If you want to get a Kindle or you can order, uh, you know, a Kindle version or you can order a copy that way as well. But there's something, there's something happening around Death Valley, California where they will not talk about paranormal stuff and i i want that to change i hope that changes maybe one of you listening will give me some more information about that so i'll keep you updated and i might tell you even more about things that people and things that might be blocking this but anyway we've covered a lot of weird stuff in this show haven't we now it's time to kick back relax and let's make the next week As great as it can be for all of us, I'm going to play for you the 22nd Good Fortune Tone. Take some deep breaths. If you can, close your eyes, absorb this. Here it is, the Good Fortune Tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit com to sign up for my free e newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop, all at com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show.